0: Hello and welcome back to in The Clock End, the NASA podcast with me, Steve. And joining me today, I'm delighted to announce Liam's back with us. How's it going? You right.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. All good over here, thank you. It's been a long time no see. Not since we were just saying now, what, last season, wasn't it? Um, it must have been like back yeah, in May. Possibly earlier still. I've even been April. I can't remember. I really can't. Um, that's how long it's been, I guess. But um, no, all good over here. What's like your end?
0: It's all good, mate. I was just saying, she wasn't. I like it's September the, the 5th today. Sixth. Or 5th? fifth S- today.
1: 6th for
0: fifth. September sixth, and summer has have, has finally arrived. <laughs> Fair late than never.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I am very shiny, as you can see.
1: <laughs> well, I can see anyway.
0: I can see. <laughs> the listener can't see, which is probably a good thing. Uh, but no, all good, mate. All good in the world. Um, how was your summer? Did you enjoy the Euros?
1: Yeah, it, it took me a while to start to get into it. I'm not a big fan of... I don't really watch international football until England are in it and they're actually doing, doing all right. So it took me a while to get into it, but then I did, and it was a lot of good fun, actually. There were some really good games. Um, so, yeah, I did start really enjoy it, but I had plenty of personal stuff going on, moved house, um, um, all that all just a lot of personal stuff, a lot of work uh, across the summer, but no, it, it was good.
0: Did you catch a lot of it? It sort of sucks you in, isn't it? Like a lot of my friends, all of England, and they're very passionate. And I was sort of like the, eh, I can take it or leave it. Like I'm more of an Arsenal man than an England man. Do you know what I mean? Like club before country. Mm. But as it sort of progressed, and you know, it was you know we go and watch it with friends and family, and it was quite exciting. And I and I was quite, it was you know, good to to go so far. Um and lose the um, penalties it was it was um, it was penalties, wasn't it yeah it
1: seems it seems yeah, like yeah, a lifetime yeah. ago now um it does it seems that long ago doesn't it is it, it, what was must have been end of would have been the start to middle of july wouldn't it
0: yeah something like that so honestly it all well, months just merging to one it just feels it do, like i mean it's nearly it's gonna be christmas in a, few, <laughs> in a few in a few in a few months it's actually flying uh around but yeah it was, all, all good mate um I think, uh, I think we've got a real opportunity, actually, in the World Cup. I think that, that England team will, will do well. I really do.
1: Potentially so. I mean, I it was funny because I never rated Southgate as a manager. I never thought he was particularly good as a t- tactician. Like, I think he's quite good at man management and I think he's really handled the squad quite well. I've never had him down as a great tactician. Like Well, we've seen him in the Premier League with Middlesbrough, I think it was, wasn't it? Mm. And... Um, uh, and, yeah, he was just he was just awful. But actually, I think he got... Despite there being a lot of like, oh, what's this sort of team? And what's he doing here? This seems a bit weird. Actually, a lot of his decisions paid off in the end. So I've got to give him credit where it's due. Because I want to say that I think we'd have a chance if we had a, a better manager. But actually, Southgate's proved... Maybe he knows a thing or two when it comes to international football. So, yeah, time will tell. But... You sound a bit like... You
0: sound a bit like Arsenal fans there. If we just had a better <laughs> manager, <laughs> who knows what can happen. So let's, let's get into it. Um, obviously, we, this is only the second episode we've done this season. Um, it's been, I'm not going to lie, it's been a bit of a struggle. You know, it's been such a poor start from the Arsenal. I've really struggled to find the motivation to podcast and sort of talk about it at length. But it's been a week since Man City. Sort of got over it now. Before we jump into that, let's sort of roll back a little bit because, you know, we haven't had you on since last season. So I really want to kind of get your opinions on the summer as a whole in terms of the transfers in and out. And then we'll talk a little bit about the start of the season. And then there's a dog barking, which is wonderful. And then talk about Mikel Otero and and where we're going with that. Um, How would you rate the summer window out of 10, just to kick it off?
1: Um... It's a tough question because I think incomings we've done quite well actually. I really do think we've done quite well, but I think we really struggled with outgoings. Well, I, I say I think, I think it's quite obvious that we have really. Mm. A part of me wants to say that oh, you know, everybody struggled with it, but apart from you can't help, yeah. Chelsea did have a few good uh sales towards they a the end, win, though, yeah, they did. They did get some good sales out the door, to be fair to him. They've still got some deadwood, everybody does. I think every club in the league has deadwoods. But it doesn't change the fact that it still feels disappointing. So I'll probably give it a solid six overall, because I think our incomes have been quite good. I'd probably rate it as high as sell, sort of like eight, give or take without having put much thought into this whatsoever. Hmm. Um, and outgoings, I thought we did well to get good money for Willock. Um, we still might see El Neni or Kalasanac go. I think it's a Turkish window that's still open. So,
0: yeah. I don't know.
1: Maybe in a couple of weeks, my opinion changes. I don't know. But incomers feel like a, a sort of a four. Quite, you know, done a couple of good things, but it still feels disappointing. So, yeah. A six overall, eight for incomings, four for outgoings. Four. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been a weird one, hasn't it? Like I've got I've got I've got the, the sign is this. We signed Ben White for fifty million, Odegaard thirty, uh, Ramsell came in for twenty four. Um look at Sambi the Conga came with fifteen, Nuno Teves for seven million, and I can't pronounce the other guy. Tommy Yasu? Tommy Yasu. Tommy, Tommy Yasu, seventeen million I've got here, I'm not sure if that's correct.
1: Give or take I think and something then, like that.
0: So we, you you can't knock the club. They've spent some money. Not to sound negative, there isn't. Well, I wouldn't say there's one sign in there that sort of, you know, you know, knock my socks off. You know, it's sort of you know, there's no Alexis Sanchez, no Mesut Ozan in there. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? It's clearly they're sort of going for like a rebuild. There's a, a real sort of age profile of, of players we're looking to bring in. Um, but what does concern me is, and what you said about is this, it's quite the outgoings. You know, we've only managed to sell Joe Willock. And I'm not sure if we I'm not sure if we made the right decision there. And I've bashed him on this podcast before, and I've, and I've, I've sort of said you know I don't particularly rate him, but he was on fire with Newcastle, and you've got to sort of say, well, you know what, we sent him out on loan. And he did a really good job, and you could argue that he proved his worth last season. And we sort of turned around and said, okay, out the door you go. And then, you know, for not for not a lot more, we've bought Odegaard in, who, you know, as excited as I am to have him back, he, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't sensational last season, was he? There was a few games where, you know, that West Ham game, there was a few performances uh, where he was particularly good, but nothing to really write home about. So I'm not, I'm not sure about it. Um, obviously, Williams gone. That was probably the, the the best transfer of the, of the window. <laughs> but Be- Ellington's gone out on loan. Runners on loan. Reese Nelson's on loan. Gadouzi on loan. Saliba on loan. Serrano on loan. We just, honestly, we just can't sell anybody, can we? It's 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 pretty crazy, but like you said, it, it's you know it seems like a it's not a seller's market at the moment, is it?
1: Um, no, well, it it really really is, a lot of free transfers. I've really tried to keep that in mind when I'm thinking about how do I rate it because I know it's such a tough window and everyone's had a difficult window. But potentially Chelsea, you could argue, but it I still can't help but feel disappointed. Like you, you think Xhaka, for example, we had 12 million on the table, but. Now, I'm not saying 12 million was the right offer, but I would have liked to see him go. And, mm. But then again, if the money's not on the table, the right money, I mean, um, and they don't come back with the offer that you're expecting or wanting, you can't really do anything about that. The offer has to be on the table for you to sell players. And that's a that's a bit where I feel quite conflicted, I guess.
0: Yeah, um, I think that's what we sold Joe Willock, I think. A reasonable offer was obviously put on the table and it, they, I feel like Arsenal were in a position where they were like, it's, it's too good of an offer to turn down. Um, and, I, I, you know, we, we made mistakes last last window, like we, we could have sold Eddie and Katia and we could have sold Maitland-Niles and we and we didn't and we probably should have, especially Eddie and Katia, um, when the, you know I think it was Wolves who came in for him last summer, right?
1: <laughs> No, wolves came in for Maitland Niles, but I don't think Inketi had in the office. I swear, in Inketi was going
0: somewhere. Maybe, maybe it was Maitland Niles, but there has been there has been situations where we've we've sort of turned it down. I do think the Xhaka one for twelve million was a little bit low, but at the same time, I would, I'm so done with Grantie
1: Um yeah, I wanted the refresh, but at the same time, was the money right? And can you use twelve million to really get you an upgrade? I don't know. It's it's really borderline one. I I kind of find myself going back and forth with because at the same time, I want that refresh, as I just say. I want him gone. I th- I think we need to move on in certain respects. He has his qualities. I don't mean to bash him. i Don't mean this is a criticism. But at the same time, the money has to be on the table, and you have to upgrade him, and if you. The club has to get the right offer at the same time. And it's like, yeah, it's a real difficult balancing act. And we can say this as fans um, looking on without the one that's having to deal with the financial aspect. Like, and if we think it's a difficult one, imagine how difficult it might be for the club actually having the offer on the table, actually having the the checkbooks in front of them, the, the balance sheets and all that. That can't have been an easy decision, I no. don't think.
0: Yeah, it is a difficult one. Like, but yeah, to, to then turn around and give him, you know, a three or four year deal. Is it four,
1: It's four years, isn't it?
0: Um, well, the
1: way it, it depends how you portray it because he's been given a four year contract in some yeah. respect, but he already had two. And the way the Athletic reported, who were the ones I tend to lean to if I trust any source, are reporting actually we've taken up an offer of an extension for an extra year. And we've got another option on top of that. So it's kind of, depends which way you want to look at it. When you
0: think though, even with two years left in his deal, that's still quite a low offer.
1: Yeah. Very low, isn't it? Yeah. But he's a 29-year-old footballer who's got limitations and everybody knows he's got limitations. He's flirted with leaving in the past. So it's hard to, there's not a bidding war. There's no other club in for him other than Roma. So how do you get the price up?
0: Yeah. And then before, you know, it, he's captain of the team again.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the bit I don't sympathise. So I sympathise with the club in the sense of, like, if the offer's not there, you can't sell them, right? Mm. So I sympathise with the club in that respect. Giving him a deal feels weird. I I, I don't like the, the idea of taking them up on an option. I think it's going to be harder to sell them next year. Um, I, and if we do sell them next year, I don't see us getting much more than £12 million that was already on the table. Um. I don't, and the, the the other bizarre thing was we did it before the window had closed. Hmm. So if you want to give him that extra year because you do see that there'll be an opportunity next summer, you'll get the money you want for him. Blah blah blah, protect his value, all that stuff. Then, then I can see that. But when there's going to be a, when you've talked up the win, end of the window, when it really heats up, when there's a bit more movement, we really see who's got money and who hasn't. Why not wait a bit longer? Just wait and see what happens, and if nothing happens, then fine. You can offer him if you think that's what's going to happen. But it seems strange to do it before the end of the window. That's the bit that tipped me over the edge to like, no, nah, I don't, I don't like this idea of a contract offer.
0: Yeah, it, it all seemed very bizarre, especially like these links like Cosa Mourinho. And uh, there was, and during the Euros, there was a lot of talk to suggest that you know he was going, out, he was leaving. So I think most Arsenal fans were, were a bit disappointed to not see the back of Granit Jacker. For me, you know, the summer was we, we talked about it on the pod last year, um, and as a fan base in terms of like Arteta and giving him the summer to sort of build his own team. And um, you know, as as much as you could you can argue there has been a bit of a clear out and he's you know he's brought some new plays in. It it does feel like there's a lot of deadwood still within the team. You know, Callum Chambers for me, I don't know how he's still at the club. You know, we've got Wenger players like him, uh Al is still there, Shaka, Rob Holding. There are a lot of very mediocre players still within the squad. Um, yeah. You know, the fact that we, we lined up against Man City last week with Klajnac and Chambers. Cham- Chambers did start, didn't they? I can't remember the line. Yeah, Chambers
1: yeah. and Holding did start.
0: Yeah. When I saw the back three, I just laughed. I laughed when I saw the lineup, And I think there's still a lot of work to be done. So moving on to... Um, the three games well we could talk about the four games we've we, we, let's 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 talk about West Brom because <laughs> it was the only good game <laughs> the fun one <laughs> um so we've played four uh lost 3 won one um not a great start to the season brentford away chelsea home city away i think you know what even like under Wenger, like you know we we'd lose these sort of games to chelsea man city you know even when emery started i think we we played city and chelsea right at the start of the season um for me it, it hasn't been about losing the games. It's about in the manner in which we've been losing games and just how badly we're playing. Uh, from a tactical point of view, we just literally look like a rudderless ship. You know, we look like headless chickens. Um, and it's, I know, I know we've got injuries, and I know that, you know, we haven't got a full squad back, but it, it is quite concerning. Um, how would you sort of sum up the start of the season? <sighs>
1: Again, this is tough. It's one I sort of flip-flop on a little bit. I, I can see both sides. I mean, Brentford was a disaster right from the start of the day, not the start of kick-off from 8am in the morning, really. <laughs> two players are out, Well, How the four senior players were out with COVID in the end? I mean, yeah. I know two of them like Runerson and Willian, I think it was. But you've got no Tom... So you've got no Aubameyang, you've got no set you've got no Party was out injured. Gabrielle's still out injured. That's a spine of our team right there. Oh, the guards still had them inside at that point. Um, that's like our entire spine gone. There was just wasn't a spine in that team at all. So I have some sympathy. I thought we played, I think we struggled. I do this as a lasting impression because I can't really remember the game right. My lasting impression was that the first half was pretty dreadful, pretty rubbish. It felt like a team that had been Knocked from the start and was sort of making do, for want of a better phrase. Then I thought the second half we actually played a lot better, um, especially up to about the hour mark. Then I remember them scoring and it just sort of knocked the stuffing out of us. And it was a pretty dreadful day, in all honesty. Brentford had their heyday, first game of the season, their first game in the top five for our men in the years. Friday night, it's on TV home crowd after COVID. But how many things did you want to stack against us all in one day? Um,
0: Yeah, no, I do agree with you. But I I also think that you can't take away
1: how bad the performance was. Yeah, I still think we should have beaten Brentford. Like, at the end of the day, on paper, I look at Arsenal and I say, we should beat Brentford, right? On any given away day. And I would say that Chelsea will, City will, Spurs probably will, Man United will, and all that stuff. But you then kind of look at it and I... I can't unsee the the amount of things really stacked up against us, that so much was stacked against us. It was unfunny. Um, And we didn't help ourselves either on the day by just playing and just being solid, just being good, not not even trying to be technically or tactically brilliant or masterminds, just be good at football. Just make your five-yard passes. Don't make silly mistakes. And I think we allowed them into the game a bit too easy. So, a lot of things sat against us, and a lot of things we didn't do to help ourselves. It's kind of us see both sides. Chelsea was Chelsea. I don't, we could have had the same, we could have had a full strength side out and still probably ended up with the same result. I actually thought we started the game quite well. First 15 minutes, we looked quite good. And similar story with City, except it was about five minutes we looked quite good and we're matching them toe to toe. Then two goal, quick fire goals and we caved, and that back five, as you say. It looks so, so boringly
0: mediocre. If that so makes mediocre, sense. Yeah. I honestly think like I think that that's that's a championship defense at best. Honestly, um, and the goals are so soft. Like City's goals weren't even that great; they were just super, super soft goals. Mm-hmm. That's what made it even worse. It was like it was like a training session. Yeah. Um, for yeah. Us, I mean- fortunately, I didn't watch the game. I was at a wedding all weekend, but I watched the highlights and I had it on the radio and it was just like, yeah, it was just dire, wasn't it? it really was
1: dire. It was. Like, as I said, for five minutes, we looked quite good. I thought, okay, okay, so there's, there's a plan here. Something's happening. Then it goes to shit after the 12th minute and we're 2 nil down. And then Jack gets sent off and it goes even more to shit. Um, excuse my French, that, that, but only way I can describe it it was, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too into it because we know what it was at the end of the day, right? Um, it and yeah. it was, yeah, absolutely. That back four, that's like a Burnley back four. That, yeah, that's right. Chambers and Holding, that uh, that sit in a really low block and just head things out all day long. That's a Burnley back four. That's the way I looked at it.
0: But we're not even. Burnley. Uh, I, mean, I think Burnley do it better than us.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, you yeah know still. I mean- still yeah, still they do it better. You absolutely like. That, that's it, what I
0: mean. It was very reminiscent of like, kind of about 20, 13, 14, 15 years in the Venga, where like we were getting, like we were getting slaughtered whenever we went up against top four. You know, because I think people forget that. You know, they talk about Venga, and you know, during the late years, we we, we would often get thrashed against Liverpool. We would always lose against Chelsea, and we'd always lose against City. And um, we lost. We didn't we need like a six three up there one year. Six oh, three, yeah. Yeah. So we have had a few kickings up there. Um but yeah, like you know, f- for me, it, it wasn't so much about losing the game, it's about how you lose the game and um you know, yeah. Jack getting sent off again. Just you know, people defend that tackle. It's a dangerous tackle.
1: <laughs> there, there's no arguments, that's a red card tackle. Red as soon card. as you come up I don't care, it doesn't matter whether you win the ball it doesn't matter whether you don't win the ball. What matters is you've jumped in two footed and endangered the safety point. and It's a red Easiest red card any referee will ever give in their life. I'm sure Calvin would agree because I think his dad was the next referee as well. So I'm sure Maybe. he would agree. Um, yeah, red card. It, you, you, there's no defending it. Sorry. And it, the, the argument that I don't like for it is everyone going, well, Man United do those tackles and they don't get red cards. Well, okay, so the referees made the wrong decision in that game for Man United. I'm just using Man United as an example. And right? um, but that doesn't mean that the referee's made the wrong one now. He still made the right call. It's a red card defence and Xhaka's the only one to blame in that situation. So, no, there's no defending it.
0: There was not a lot to say really about it all. It just felt very Xhaka-esque. And it felt so Arsenal. And um...
1: The one thing I will say that I think gives us some hope is, particularly with the back four or five, It's only one of those back five that's going to get into our back four against Norwich, or maybe the week after, given we've had an international break. The whole team is going to look completely different because we've started Tierney and four other of wank, really. Whereas next time we line up, we could be having Tommy the new right back, uh, Ben White, £50 million signing, Gabriel uh, signing from last season, £27 million, Tierney, who we know we love. Uh, party should be back. Uh, and Lukonga, which frankly I find better than Xhaka at this point. We've got Odegaard back in the mix. Saka, Smitho, uh, Pepe all available. Saka firing for England, by the way. Yeah. Um, and or Bamiang and Macazette as option as the two striking options. Like that team can just look so different so quickly. Yeah.
0: I mean, he- here's the thing like, I know like Arsenal are sort of a, we are a bit of a, you know, a, a, a kind of the butt of everyone's joke at the moment aren't we like we are the laughing yeah. stock of, f- of football you know we've got a lot of good players in that team but for me and it's this sort of moves nice into the next segment it all comes down to having a good manager and if unless you've got an experienced coach who knows what he's doing you, you can have the best squad in the world look at Chelsea hate to use a ah. example, they were they were they were doing okay in the Lampard they weren't you know ripping up any trees or anything like that but they got rid of him, they bought in Shout, and they win the Champions League. And to be frank, to be honest, they bought really well, and, and they're probably going to be up there challenging for the title. That is the difference between Arsenal and Chelsea, an experienced coach. Um, and I know you will probably disagree with me, but I just we're yeah. never gonna to get to where we want to be with Michael Otter. <laughs> I, I like Michael Ateo and I would love for him to succeed, but it I just can't see it happening. He's so inexperienced. When you watch the team, we look so low on confidence. We look so void of ideas. Um, I don't really think they know what he's trying to achieve. And I feel like, you know, if if you notice with his lineups, every week in, week out, he's changing. He's dropping players. He's pulling players here, pulling players there. Like, it can't be good for them. You know, Pablo Murray got absolutely exploited by Lukaku. What does he do? Drops him. Whether you thought he had a good game, or not, that's not going to do his confidence any good. You know, drop... um, as I said in the last week, like, you know, when we play, when we play Chelsea, um, massive game, bigland the derby, Chelsea European champions, he puts the conger in the midfield and, you know, completely out of his depth, you know, young lad, inexperienced, you know, these are sort of the things that an experienced
1: manager, I think, wouldn't be doing. But is he not damned if he does, damned if he doesn't? Like, I'm just playing devil's advocate, take away whether I think Arteta's is good or not, right? Is he not damned if he does, damned if he doesn't? Because if he, if he puts Le Congren against Chelsea, uh, we go, oh, well, you're throwing him in the deep end. That's not a good thing for him. But then he plays on Nenni as the alternative. We go, well, why is he playing on Nenni? He should play the, the exciting youngsters, see if we can do something. And then the same goes for what was the other example you just gave? Just got this in my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's another example. It's, he, it's, she just it's gave. more along
0: the lines of tactics and the system and the constant change in the, the formation and just that real sense of what is anyone actually doing? Like, we we haven't got any identity anymore. Like, we've got an incredibly good squ- squad of players. Like, Aubameyang, two seasons ago, was literally uh, the star of the show. Within a year of Mick Arteta taking over,
1: he's literally like a, a shadow of the former South. But then he was also firing us to the FA Cup final under Arteta. Yeah. And scoring two goals in the semis in the final and scored a hatchet. That, that, and that's right. the thing, he right? from under 23s, but
0: he's Go, go back to... Go back to those FA Cup games where you know we we kind of set up very defensive, had a, a low block, pinched the goals in the break, play out from the back, worked, worked worked a treat. We we had a system then. We don't anymore. It's, it, you I can't, think we do. You, you can't. I, I mean, I just don't know how you can defend. Got, like, so I can't
1: I can't fully defend him. Like right? there are some things that he does that are incredibly naive. Because I I remember the example he gave, and it was class match for Mari. I do think that one was a dodgy decision. But at the same time, he's a bit damned if he puts Murray in, because everyone goes, "Well, why would we put Murray in? He's shit. He just got exposed by Lukaku. He's not going to fare any better." Hit. I, so there, there's no. What my point I'm trying to illustrate is there's not really many good options for him, especially at the moment. So we do. It's hard, right? We've, just, we've lost three games on the bounce and we haven't scored in any of them. Um, But so much has gone against him. I find it really... Un- I find myself feeling really sorry for him. If, cause I, how That's can like- I articulate this better rather than flip-flopping, right? I think he's naive in the sense of, I think, the substitution, sometimes he gets wrong, Was well, quite often he gets wrong. Tank's player's values and what he says in press conferences. I don't think he helped Aubameyang when he goes, oh, I don't know if it's just... Uh, um, just a phase or if he's uh hitting the age curve. I don't know. No, you talk him up. That, like that that's naive. That's that's inexperienced talking. But then at the same time against City, what the fuck what's he meant to do with Jacques getting sent off and then uh having very limited options to play with? I do think he's a bit damned if he does, damned if he doesn't, even if he's been naive in other aspects, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no I think it's a good case, but I, but ultimately I feel like it's it's incredibly difficult to defend the guy. Um, it is. It's I, I'm I'm struggling to defend this. Him, so this set of players wrong, is but... much better than where we are. But we've got a squad full of internationals, yet somehow under Mikel Arteta, we look we look like you know we look like a bunch of a bunch of lads who've just won a competition to be a professional footballer. It
1: looks like it's so bad. Okay, so. Let's remember those internationals are all... So where we are right now is three games in, two of which against the, the Champions League finalists and the two tipped to win the league this year. And we've, we've lost both of them. And OK, we lost Brentford. But yeah, but that's a difficult... It's a harder one to defend, right? So where we are is three games in and we've struggled, as will 99% of the teams in this league, against the two hardest teams. And we're missing... All of those, So you say we've got all those internationals. We're missing most of them. It is difficult to defend him. Don't get me wrong. And I don't think he's perfect. I don't think we're going to be winning any leagues under him. I do think he's still good enough to get us back to top four. And I just think at the moment, so much has gone against him that it makes me wonder, is he just the right guy at the wrong time? Through no fault of his own, because COVID has been part of that, but I'm starting to get the sense. It's the right guy, but at the
0: wrong time. I, I mean, I. If I'm honest, I think the issue Arsenal is, is, you know, w- without going off a tangent, it's much bigger than Nicola Teta. I think the run of the club, you know, we talked about it here. We run, it's like a fucking circus, you know, and we've got, I think, you know, in terms of from top to bottom, we've got a lot of inexperienced people, uh, and it shows. It shows with our transfers. It shows with our, you know, our outgoings. You know, the players that we've let, we're giving high contracts to, players that we are. You know, we're letting go on a free. We're not making, we're not recuperating recuperating any money. Um, and I think it comes down to that. And I think, I do think, though, he, with that in mind, he is, he's on thin ice. I think if we, yeah, I think if we, if we were to lose his mm. knowledge, Norwich. I, I honestly, I honestly don't think, unless he turns around in the streets, I think, I think he's gone.
1: Because um, we haven't yeah, got, we haven't got time. We
0: haven't got time to, you know, wait till Christmas and be in the, you know, we can't be in the bottom five again like last season. Um, for,
1: yeah, for you're, me, you're spot on. Yeah, you're spot on. He is on thin ice. That 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 much is definitely true, and no one can argue otherwise. have got. I don't honest. think. Go I on, don't. Man. I don't think losing against Norwich will be the final straw. I think no, it's no, going to be a period of games that I think up to the next international break, potentially up to the one afterwards. We, I think, it's it's something like 18 points that are up for grabs, right? And it should be a favourable one. With a couple of tough games. We've got home to Spurs and away at Leicester in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the last of those eighteen points. And realistically in these fourteen, fifteen points. Literally. Probably.
0: I, I mean, I get what you're saying in terms of like and I said it earlier in the podcast about like, you know, a game against Chelsea City. We did fight less them a few years ago. So, you know, you, you can take his results of Pinch salt Um but my concern, like I said, is it's the way we're playing and the style of play that, you know, that we're playing. And I do I do worry because um, I think, you know, football is, you know, in football, it's a fast moving game. And you haven't really got time to sort of go, oh, you know, give him more time, you'll get it right. Well, you might get it right, but we can't afford another two, three months. And let's be fair. Right. You know, we've spent 150 million, you know, with that sort of investment, you know the club will definitely be banking on trying to get back into Europe this season. That's the priority getting back into Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I honestly feel like we're in a position where we, we're we a good squad, wasting on, a, on, a, on an average manager.
1: Um, I'm not sure we're there on a the good squad yet. I think we started to get close to a, a good first 11, but I don't, I wouldn't stretch it to say we're a good squad.
0: I'd say we've yet. got a lot of exciting young talent, maybe you know, we've got a lot of. Potential, but then I think, you know, and this is another issue I have with Arteta, um, and it comes down to kind of his his double standards almost. Like maitland Niles doesn't get a look in, okay? Lucas Torreira out on loan. Um, I spent the summer out. I don't know where he was out in Italy or somewhere. You know, he, he's still a player. Why? He, 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 you're, not, you're telling me that he's not good enough to get into our start eleven? Um, when doozy, another one. Why is he? Why is he not at the club anymore? You know, well, William we Saliba. know why Gwendouzi well, is. Well, it's, it's be so. I Saliba. think we know why
1: Torreira is and make the it So when you start to put them all together, you can start to paint a picture. I, I I, see where you're going with that. And I, I think there's some merit to it. But when I look at them individually, I think Saliba's is a difficult one. i um, not sure You're sure telling me. You're either. telling me that Cameron
0: sure. Chambers is better than... No, William I'm not Saliba. saying that.
1: I think... So I've, done some, I've watched some scouting videos on him and I, I'm sort of 50-50 because I think now he's not worse than Chambers, I think he's better than Chambers. He's still raw, very raw, and he's not had that much. So the signs we've brought in, so just to compare, are all under 23 likes of but they've also got a lot more experience than he does. Ramsdale's played a lot of games in the top league. Um, uh, Lakonga was a captain at Anderlecht. Um, Odegaard's the captain of Norway. Um, I can't remember the I think it's off the top of my head they've all got uh, well over 50, 60, 70 league appearances and they've been captains at clubs and countries so Liga doesn't have that yet and I wonder if there's an experience and a certain rawness to him that means that yeah okay he's better than Chambers but he's still going to be just as exposed and probably not know how to deal with it and he might start to kill his career when you do that for, so me,
0: I, for me it's the I treatment of on. players it's the, it's the inconsistent nature of Arteta's treatment and and you could argue you know that there's two arguments to the Gwendouzi one I think you know we are so fit in midfield you know we shouldn't be sending police players out on loan like we should be I think I think it's poor business especially in a time where you know we haven't got an abundance of talent in midfield we know Torreira can do a job we know Gwendouzi can do a job Maitland-Niles like you know, we talk, we talked before about you know there was an offer last season for him. If we, if if Arteta doesn't want him, sell him. Why don't you sell him? Don't piss him around. Like I thought, I thought what he did was incredibly um, inappropriate and unprofessional. But at the same time, like, I sort of feel like yeah, like I feel like he, he's incredibly frustrated with, with the way he's being treated. Um, see, there's there's a lot of that, that. There's a lot of unprofessionalness and just double standards and um, hypocrisy at the club, which I don't like about Arteta, and I feel like. This is something that we ever had under Venga. It was very professional, very pure and proper. Whereas now, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, he's a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde, isn't he? Depending on the player. Well,
1: I think, I think he's actually been quite consistent. I think the opposite, because I think I, it, it's very much a case of either you're with him or you're not. And there has to be a line that has to be, there's got to be a line that's been drawn. So in the case of Guendouzi, for example, now we can debate the talent all day long because I think there's a player there, but there's, there's things I don't like about his game. But in the sense of who he is as a character, is, he's had multiple... This is by all accounts, right? I don't know if I'm not inside the club. This is, I'm going by reports from Athletic and the likes of... He's, had, he's been bollocked once over, or twice even at a training camp, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Still gets to come back into the squad and prove his worth then he does a stupid very unprofessional thing at Brighton gets told he needs to apologise and he can have a, another chance refuses to do so by th- and throws his toys up. And by the sounds of things and so okay well three strikes and you're out erzel uh, so I think there's more to that story um, oh, that there's a the lot, so
0: lot to that one
1: I, I, I'm not really willing to touch the Urzel one because I just don't I think there's far too much that's gone on behind the scenes um Maitland-Niles, he's been asked to play at right-back because, frankly, he's a brilliant right-back. But He wants to play midfield. Well, sorry, but we've got other midfielders. And he, said, he, right said,
0: back. He, he has said he'd happily play anywhere. Recently.
1: No, just no. recently. Just recently, he has. Oh, well, okay. apparently, from, well, OK, I'll give you credit from the start. Of, I think the report said from the start of the season, he's been saying. So I'll give him credit for, like, the start of the season, in all fairness to Maitland-Niles. But generally speaking... We've been trying to get rid of him because he wants to play midfield. That's why I went online to West Brom and not Southampton or somewhere else. Right. And Everton didn't put in a good enough offer for us to sell him. There were no offers on the table, so you've got to keep him. Um, then there was what? Was, yeah, Herrera. the one. Yeah, Torreira. That was the one. Torreira, I think, has had problem. He had problems under Emery even with the country. I think he was largely homesick. He's. Mother passed away. I remember. Yeah. So, I don't think that's a case but of talent or his character. Yeah. I think that's a case of being homesick, being out of uh, not not being able to settle in England. I think but that's the problem. Our,
0: but he's still our player, and I think.
1: Yeah, he is. But that's and why he, we've found a way to get him on loan. So to... then you
0: sell him. Then you sell him, and you cut all ties. You say yeah. you either, you you either buy him or you don't have him.
1: You can't if there's no offer on the table. I that's the know. problem. I just, but I just we've negotiated. We we tried to get a deal out of. Where's he gone to? Is it Fiorentina yeah. in Italy? They like, were always with an option. I would time. have kept him.
0: I honestly think, like him and Party in the midfield, I
1: think he could have done a job. I think, I I think I agree. I, I think so. I've really liked her out. I think he's a brilliant player. I think he's a really talented footballer. But if he's not settled in England and his heart's not in it and he's not putting his 100%, 100% in, why would you play him?
0: Mm. Yeah, but I also feel like. Have another go at it. But, have another crack at it. He's had a year yeah, out of Spain. I don't know. You can I mean, try
1: to reason with him. With, so you could try to reason with him, but if he's never going to show that he's 100% in, then he's 100%. Because Arteta's played in, right? He played in in that half the season. Yeah. Um, so he has been played under think,
0: Arteta. He didn't really like but, him, did he?
1: Well, perhaps not. Uh, Perhaps there's an issue with his passing ability or something like that because he's not the best passer. And we know Arteta likes security on the ball, which is fair enough if that's what you want as a coach. But I don't think he's settled. And what I said about Arteta is I think he wants people either you're in or you're out. If you're not fully in, you're out. And that's the case with Arteta, uh, with Torreira. Not because of a character issue, not because of a talent issue, but he's homesick. His mother's passed away in Uruguay. And he's not settled in England. And I think, that's I, just the I
0: way think it is. I a real waste. Um, I agree. You know, it, it and I, and I, don't, I don't doubt your, you know, kind of views on these things. I still sort of disagree with some of them. And I do feel like these players should, you know, should be at the club. Um, especially in a time where, you know, we haven't got, you know, because, you, you you know, we've seen now, we've, you know, we've got a few injuries, a few, you know, um our first team players are out. You know we're real, we're quite thin on the ground. You know you look at our bench against Brentford. You sort of looking at yes, it thinking, you know, if, if we go behind here, which we did, you're thinking who's going to come on and really change it up a bit. And you know you you look towards these players who can, who, who can you can know, make things happen for you. So we are playing a dangerous game. You know we're a few inches away from being like very mediocre for the rest of the season.
1: Well, the, I think we're already there. I think we already are mediocre because wow. we've got a lot of
0: injuries. <laughs> Even wow. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, yeah, true. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah. And, that, and listen, that's why listen, I do we've... feel like these players, you know, we should be maybe being a bit more like savvy and saying, no, you you know, you're under contract, you're our player, we're keeping you.
1: Well, we've done that in the case of Maitland-Niles, haven't we? Uh, this, Yeah, I mean, I think in large, we agree. I think we're on the same page. It's just think how we get this different. Um, our opinions behind that are a bit different. Yeah. At least, Which is I'll, fine because we, we don't... Yeah. We I be, anyway. um, yeah I mean, I'm happy to admit that I, I I could potentially be very, very wrong. I could be completely mistaken. I don't know and you might be hundred percent right I, I just my, i, f- I, I mean like I, I take it from the way I coach I want yeah. players who are fully committed as well um, so I would rather have uh, yeah I, I'd rather have someone who's fully committed to my team than someone who
0: not who hasn't really
1: got the heart in it, whatever the reason their heart's not in it might be.
0: I get what you're saying. I think for me, it comes down to quality with the team. You know? Yeah, we do like quality. We are, that we are that much is gr- true. And when we have got these players who are, you know, they've played in the Premier League, they've done a job, you know, we know what they can do. It's, it's if anything, it's just a shame really that it hasn't worked out. Um, like, I do think you're right, Gwyneth has got a bad attitude, but... It, you know, it's not it, not it would, it would just be interesting Arteta. to see if we got no, no. It's not. It would be interesting to see if we did get a new, uh, a new coach in how they would approach it. You know, clean slate. You know, you don't know what's going to happen with these players. Um, so we'll see. You know, I, th- I think me and you will never really agree on the Arteta thing. Um,
1: no, and uh, I mean, I look back to right. So we, we we talked about Chambers and Holding. Have they really got quality? Well. Chambers wasn't that good under Wenger or Emery. Neither was Hold. Well, Holdings had his moments under all managers, but also had his dodgy moments under every manager. It, there, there is a definite question of quality, and I think that hinders how good a coach can appear to be. Now, I, as I say, it is Arteta the manager that can win us a league? I don't think so. But I think he's, a, I think he's certainly a top six manager think he might be a top four maybe in maybe in five ten years with more experience under are, are you
0: talking about the championship or league one
1: <laughs> shut up
0: shut up you know i i would love for you to be like honestly i want it. you know we're all Arsenal fans you know and I, we want it yeah. to work out i am sort of I, i've completely lost my page with him you know i'm not you know, kind of. That's I'm not on the rooftop saying I'll take her out, but um, if someone says, "What do you think?" I'd say, "Yeah, we need a new coach." So yeah, we'll, we'll see where we go. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a, pff, an interesting season. But you know, like you said, and you know, it's worth noting that once we do get you kind know, of the likes of Party back, um, Gabrielle, Ben White we've got this new fullback. I'm not even gonna attempt to say his name again. We have <laughs> to get a nickname for him. You know, once, you know, Tommy, just go, Tommy. Before we go, what is look, so? Let's say everyone's back, no, no suspensions. What is your sort of go-to strongest eleven? And who, like, I'm mean, interested to say if you're going to go for Ramsdale or Leno, because if you're spending 25 million on, on Ramsdale, you've got to think, ask that he's eventually going to be our number one soon enough, right?
1: Yeah. See, there, there's a, so most of this is really, really easy, and I'll go with the easy ones first. So my back four because the goalkeeper I struggle with the back four, Tommy Yasu at right back. Ben White, Gabriel, and Tierney. That's an easy back four to pick, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, The two holding midfielders, Party and Laconga, would be my two. Uh, And striker Obamiang. It's the three across uh, between uh, the the three behind Obamiang and the goalkeeper I struggle with. Uh, So where do you want to start? Go goalie. Okay. I'm 50 50 because I think Ramsdale is better in some areas. and We've only got two keepers, so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well I think Ramsdale is better at the taking crosses, the distribution. I think he's got a good saving in his locker, but if you had to if you told me right 90th minute you need to win this game to get yourself back into Europe, and it is a save an incredibly difficult save to make, which goalkeeper do you prefer to save it? Lenny. I would go with Leno. Yeah. So I so I'm a goalkeeper myself and my first and foremost is to keep the ball out of the net. That's the first priority and I think Leno does it. At this moment in time, at this moment in time, Leno does it better than Ramsdale.
0: Always got a mistake in him, but I guess, you know, on, on a, a
1: level of experience. But Ramsdale doesn't pull off that save that Leno did against yeah. Di That is a world, world, save, world so class.
0: So we're going to go for Leno in goal, yeah? Decided. <laughs> You've no, done you it. Never no, done it. You've got you to go. So, <laughs> I think you've done it for me. No, um, you. So, and, then you front, and then you're, fr- you're free no. behind Bamiang. No, you know
1: what? I'm going to be controversial and just say Ramsdale. Just, just for, just for okay. clicks and people talking about the podcast. Okay. Ramsdale. Now, Ram- I probably will go Ramsdale because I think he'll be there in the future because so I think with run runner games I think will be good. Ramsdale. I mean, you're free. So I'm a three. So it's difficult for very different reasons because I think I could pick any. So there's four options there is Pepe, Saka, Smith Rowe and Odegaard. And I think you could pick any three of those four and it would still be the right answer and I wouldn't yeah. argue with you. Yeah. No, That's why it's that. difficult.
0: Um it's difficult isn't it because yeah, I mean for, for me it's difficult because like I feel like it almost like Saka's probably I I actually would like I like well oh, you know what now I'm sort of questioning it because I'm sort of thinking like I like Smith-Rowe on the left with Odegaard but then I also like Pepe on the left with Saka on the right
1: do you know what I mean that's the thing there's a lot of options it's exciting
0: it gives us a lot of sort of uh, diversity in that area
1: so I would go It's going to sound really stupid because I think Smith-Rowe is I would go Saka left because he's far too good to leave out like Smith-Rowe was brilliant but I can't leave out Saka Best player. Pepe, right, because I think he's the best goal scorer in the club. Or, no, to put it another way, the best shooting ability in the club mm. that we've got. And we need goals. And then it's a toss up. Do I go Aldergaard or do I go Smith-Rowe? I, I would go Aldergaard. I'd go Aldergaard, just. And I think Smith-Rowe was brilliant. I absolutely love him to pieces. But if, I, if you had to really push me for any of those three, I find it... I find myself going Odegaard or Smith Rowe, probably Odegaard. Saka or Smith Rowe on the left hand side, prob- probably Saka. And I do you like Pepe on the left? On the head. right, Pepe. I do like. Yeah, Pepe. I think he did quite well, but I, I want Pepe on the right because his a bit. He's, a, I, I he's got like the he's Robin better. ability.
0: I feel like he's better on the left, you know, just because he, when he's on the right you know, every defender always knows what he's going to do. He's going to, he's going to go down the line, he's yeah. going to cut in his left foot. Whereas on the right, he just seems a bit more comfortable. No, so on the left, he seems a lot more comfortable. But anyway, by the by, um, that's pretty that's pretty solid. Um, And then on the bench, I guess you're going to think, right. So let's say you had Smith on the bench. you got Lennon on the bench, Smith Rowe, Lacazette, um, Jack. Then it
1: gets tough.
0: Jack yeah. is a
1: midfielder on the bench and then... You- so I, I go two-two-two. So I go one goalkeeper, two defenders, two midfielders, two attackers. Yeah. Just as about, just for a, a bit of balance, right? Uh, so yeah, Lennon on the bench. We just said Lacazette up front, probably with. Um, oh
0: no,
1: Martinelli. Yeah. Martinelli. Yeah, Martinelli. Sorry. Yeah, I, I knew there was someone else. Martinelli. Um, then the midfield is Xhaka and El Nene because they're the only two options. Mm. Um. No, sorry, Smith Tavarez. Rowe and Jacker. What
0: Tavares? Smith Rowe and Jacker.
1: i will got midfield first. Smith okay. Rowe and Jacker. One deep, one forward. Um, and then, yeah, defenders. Uh, Tavares, because you never know when Tierney's hamstring or elbow or shoulder or any part of his body's going to pop. <laughs> and this last season. And then you probably have, to, and he can play right back. So wonderful. Centre back. Yeah, centre back holding. Still think holding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd go for holding. I mean, I like Paul Marie, but he just a bit slow and he gets bullied. I don't know.
1: I think holding is quite good for the Premier League. I think So I like holding in a deep block, um, but I think he's... A... So I just like holding. I just I like Bellerin. I don't necessarily rate him as a um, yeah. great footballer, but I just have a lot of love for him. I just really like um, him me. as yeah. just as a personal player. I'm, so the, same,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm the same with Bellerin. Um uh, we all knew it was coming. I'm sad to see him go. He's a proper officer. Awesome yeah, it's a right. Um, and it's yeah, a shame because I think before his injury, he was one of the best fullbacks in the league. Yeah. Um, not he, he was never actually Cole level or Laren, but he was,
1: you know, pretty. The Barca awesome. wanted him for fifty million. Yeah,
0: there was, a, there was a time <laughs> he was where you know we could have sold him, and I feel like, you know. If we were ran like we used to be ran, we probably would have sold him fifty million and you know cashed
1: in. But, but at the time we said, but fifty million now you need something ridiculously yeah. well class offered to get it. But that's how good we thought Bellerin yeah. was. But now I, I love but Bellerin's get, pieces.
0: Now we can't let him out.
1: Yeah. I love uh, Bellerin. It's such yeah, a shame, Tim. It's recently. a right call, but I love Bellerin. Love them. It's, it's one of those, isn't it? Um
0: so yeah, man. If I could actually
1: just say a little anecdote on Bellerin. Do you Go remember on. in pre season? Uh, not this preseason, but a couple of years ago, obviously, when we last had a preseason before this. And uh, we were in, was it? I think it was the USA. And the players turned up to the game and they were in their box, the, the ones that weren't subs. I mean, Bellerin wasn't a sub. Instead of actually being in the stadium, he we went to a pub full of local Arsenal fans and watched with all the Arsenal fans. Oh, I loved that.
0: What a guy. I absolutely so loved that. Bellerin. Man, yeah. I love him. I loved, loved that. it. I've got, him on, I've got him on one of my shirts, actually. Um, yeah, I am sad he's gone. Actually,
1: a lot of people mm. love to bash him. Um, as a footballer, yeah, I can see why. Well, I don't love to bash him. No, I don't love to bash anyone. As a footballer, you can kind of see why. Why there's a problem with yeah. his talent, but as, a, as just as a person, as an Arsenal man, great uh, I have so much time for a better man, uh, and he'll be one of my favourite remember, footballers.
0: Yeah, no, he's one of mine. I've I've got him. I've, I was at his debut as well. I was at West Brom. Oh, um, really? Yeah, when he came on the Leaker. And um, we we beat them on penalties. Um I was at West Tom Brom, actually, scored. Yeah. Was it that game. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I was at I was at West it Brom for the League Cup actually. That was a good evening. A few goals. <laughs> it was good. You saw the it, one game we it could was score good, goals. Actually, it was good actually. It was I got quite drunk as you do. And yeah. <laughs> it was a nice it was a nice evening. Actually, you know, watching Arsenal beat West Brom reserves.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? Everyone says, Oh, it only there under twenty three, but I don't care. A fun game, like feel good wins, feel yeah. good. Doesn't matter who you really about, It mate. feels it's
0: good. all about it's what it's all about. Ah,
1: just we, we needed it, not yeah. just a three nil comfortable win, but a six nil thrashing to feel good. I don't care. Yeah. It again, feel good wins, feel good. Mate, that's it.
0: So I think, uh, as Calvin always says, we'll call it a day, lads. It's <laughs> just <laughs> oh, <this is laughs> me and you. Um, But Liam, thank you for coming on today, mate. It's been really good chatting to you and disagreeing with you, as always. <laughs> again, as always, yeah, yeah. mate. I'm sure next week post Norwich we'll have something to disagree about as well um so if listener thank you for for tuning in we'll be back next week uh you can follow us you can follow me on on Twitter and Instagram at in the clock end you can also follow Liam on Twitter at Groning one do the pronunciation because it's fantastic Groninguna. there we go that's what we, that's, that's what the listener <laughs> wanted um uh, so yeah hopefully We'll see the we'll see an Arsenal awesome win on Saturday, and uh, we'll have something positive to talk about next week. Cheers, Liam.
1: Thanks, mate, appreciate it. And shout out to Kelvin, who got married recently, for those who don't know. So, congratulations, buddy. Enjoy uh, your honeymoon.
0: Oh, god, yeah, I didn't even think. Sorry, mate, I thought I would better mention congratulations it. Congratulations <laughs> on the old wedding, mate. Yeah, I didn't cross my mind, it's the heat. Good, mate.
1: <laughs> Thanks, mate.